I'm Hannah Coles, and you are listening to Love at Home, episode number six on fun. You are listening to Love at Home, a podcast for LDS parents and teens to get weekly inspiration, motivation, and tools that will help you to overcome life's challenges and learn how to become your very best selves. Here's your host, LDS life coach, Hannah Coles. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Today is amazing. I hope you're feeling it. And if not, hopefully you'll be feeling it by the end of this podcast. I've got something good to talk to you all about today. We are going to talk about fun. Yep, that's right. Fun. Speaking of fun, this week I got called into jury duty. (laughs) Yay! Obviously that's sarcastic. (laughs) And I'll tell you, my first thought was, what? On my birthday? No. Oh yeah. Today, it's my birthday, like the actual day, not the part of the birthday month that I've been talking about. It's today. And I had plans for today, and it was going to be awesome and exciting and fun until I got my jury summons, and I felt a bit deflated. So then I thought, well, if I can't do anything about it, what's the upside to thinking that this stinks or groaning about it? or in my mind, complaining and whining about it. And what does Elder Holland say? No misfortune is so bad that whining about it won't make it worse. So I decided that I was going to stop mentally whining about it. There's no upside to thinking those negative, I wish it were different thoughts. And what could I choose to think instead? What thoughts would serve me best? And what did I even want? What do most people want on their birthday? just to have fun, right? That's what I decided to do. So Brad Wilcox in a talk called If We Can Laugh At It, We Can Live With It once said, humor helps, humor heals. In fact, many medical studies have linked laughter with better physical and mental health. Such studies confirm the scripture that states, a merry heart doeth good like medicine. Humor allows us to view our lives in a more positive light deal with personal conflicts and intolerance, and cope with trials and frustrations that might otherwise seem overwhelming. As we are told in Ecclesiastes, there is a time to laugh. We are all going to find ourselves in situations we have not anticipated and are not sure how to handle. If we laugh, we may find at least some of the handling takes care of itself. So whether that's jury duty or whatever circumstance you find yourself in, it's not what you look at that matters so much, but what you choose to see. If you can choose to see the brighter side, you'll be able to feel brighter. Okay, so let me ask you a question. What is fun? How would you answer or describe that? It's definitely something we want. We want to have lots of fun, but what is it? So fun is merriment, amusement, pleasure, and enjoyment, right? And it's not really a thing, right? You can't go to the store and buy fun. It's a feeling. Fun is a feeling. I don't have to do something to have fun. Fun isn't a place I have to go or something outside of me that I have to obtain before I can feel it. Fun is just a feeling. We've talked about this a lot on the podcast already, but where do feelings come from? Feelings come from your thoughts. Your thoughts create your feelings. My youngest used to pray for fun 
all the time. Like every single prayer he would say, 90% of it would be about fun. He would pray so that we could have a fun day, that daddy would have fun at work, that he could have fun at school, that the dogs would have fun, that we would have a fun church class, that wherever we went or whatever we were doing, even if it was just breakfast, he wanted it to be fun. For him, that was something he valued greatly at that age. He just wanted to have fun. And I'd talk to him and say, you know, of course, Heavenly Father can and will always help you with your sincerest desires. But that feeling of fun was completely within him already. And I'd ask him a question like, if you want to have fun, how can you have it? So ask yourself that. What do you think? If you want to have fun, how can you have it? So at the time, my son would just list off a bunch of things that we could do that would be fun. We could go to a park, we could make a treat, we could play a game, you know, and even if you type those words into a search engine, it's going to pop up with a lot of things outside of you, things to do, places to go, things to see for you to have to obtain fun. But fun isn't out there. In fact, you could take a whole group of people to Disneyland a place that's labeled as the happiest place on earth, and some of them might not have fun. How is that possible? It's possible because fun isn't outside of you. Fun is a feeling. Feelings come from your thoughts. If you want to have fun, you have full capacity and capability to have it right now, to create it right now. I mean, talk about the coolest superpower being able to create fun on demand, because you totally can. And going back to the Disneyland bit, the last time we went, my oldest daughter and I were in the bathroom by the teacup ride. And if you've been there, this might ring a bell. And if you're thinking that's crazy, who would even remember a bathroom? To that, my friends, I just say, if you had seen this bathroom, you'd remember because it's adorable. It's all Alice in Wonderland themed and the doors are chiseled and painted like playing cards. It's so cute. They're blasting that tea party music and there's life-size figures of the characters from the film. It's beyond adorable, just super cute. But what made it really memorable for us though was this particular employee that was cleaning at the time. She was sweeping the floor and humming and smiling and clearly having fun. I mean, who smiles when they're on bathroom duty? This lady did, and we talked to her just for a minute, and more out of like morbid curiosity to discover why she was just so happy, and when we asked her, she said that she just really loved being assigned to this duty. She loved being here. She loved the decor, the ambiance of it, and she loved her job. She had this whole list of thoughts that created a fun working environment for her. It wasn't that it was bathroom duty. She was still cleaning floors, she was still scrubbing toilets, she was wiping down sinks and cleaning up paper towels that people didn't quite make into the trash can. But she decided that this was a fun job, and so it was. I mean, think about it. Can fun be that easily obtained just to think a thought and make it happen? Absolutely. Fun is a feeling, and feelings come from your thoughts. Now. I do have to say that we have to be careful with our thoughts. The key to making it work is to thinking believable thoughts. You know, I can't go from, I hate cleaning bathrooms, I don't want to do it, to, yay, bathroom duty, this is going to be fun. 
because I don't believe those thoughts yet. I can't lie to myself because that underlying thought of this stinks is still there and it's gonna generate those negative feelings. So let's dissect this a bit. If I think the thoughts, I hate cleaning bathrooms, I don't wanna do it, what feelings do you think these will generate? You know, disdain, resentment, feeling miserable. It's for sure not going to generate fun or any other positive feelings, right? So how do we bridge that gap? How do you get from those negative feelings into finding believable thoughts that create fun? Sometimes you just have to start small. You just have to get out of the negative. I mean, hate is a pretty powerful negative word. It has a high potency of negativity. So you're probably not going to be able to make the leap from, I hate this, to, oh, I love this, yay for me. You know, even when you go to think that thought, your brain is gonna give you major pushback and say, no, 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 no. Have you ever seen Lego Batman? I can't say I've seen it all the way through, but my kids have and they love it. And there's this scene where Batman doesn't wanna do something. You know, Alfred tells him he has to go somewhere and, and he doesn't want to. So he's throwing this tantrum while saying slash singing no. And it's funny because he's doing it to like the Batman melody just YouTube it. It's actually pretty funny. And that's kind of what's happening in your mind. Your brain is like, no way, nope, uh uh-uh, nope, not happening. So when you try on a new thought and you get that pushback, it just means you're not ready to go there yet. So try on another thought. It's best to get to curiosity first, to question things, to see if there's a remote possibility that something could possibly be fun. You know, like this, how can cleaning bathrooms be fun? For me, I really don't like doing laundry. I also have four kids and a husband and two dogs. We have lots of laundry, not that the dogs create laundry, (laughs) but we have lots of laundry. So I can dread it every day or I can ask myself questions. I can be curious about laundry. I can think things like, there are a lot of people out there that like laundry. Weird, I know. In fact, I've talked to several clients and have friends that like laundry and it's so foreign to me. So I start asking myself questions like, I wonder what they like about laundry. Why is this fun for them? How can I do this and have fun at the same time? Just that simple line of inquiry puts some distance between you and those negative thoughts. Having these thoughts now generate feelings of curiosity, amusement, fascination, wonder, maybe even motivation and determination to find out why it's fun for others. Like, I have to be missing something. Maybe there's a secret to this folding thing that I've yet to discover. What is that? I'm going to find it. You know, and then hence determination. And all of those feelings feel so much better than hate, resentment, disdain, and negativity, right? Questions are beautiful things. How can I do this and have fun? When you start asking yourself questions like this, you're changing your focus. See, your brain is an amazing piece of machinery. It likes to be busy, and it's always busy solving problems. It wants a problem to solve, and if you don't deliberately give it a problem to solve, it's going to create and or find a problem to solve, and you might not like the focus it takes. I'm talking about your autopilot or default mode. Your brain doesn't have a mind of its own. It's simply operating from past habits, memories, thoughts, and the neural pathways that you've already established. If you tend to take a pessimistic approach to things more often than not, it's going to revert back to that quite a bit. It's going to take the task of, 
I have to clean the bathroom and give you thoughts about that and find evidence of why this is a bad idea. But asking yourself questions, you deliberately give it a new problem to solve. You're changing the focus. The problem is, how can I do this and have fun at the same time? So now it's going to go to work to find creative ideas and look for new evidence to solve the problem that you deliberately gave it. How can I do this and have fun at the same time? This is a great question to ask yourself in any situation. How can I go to English class and have fun at the same time? How can I parent my kids and have fun at the same time? How can I make this appointment fun? How can I clean my kitchen and have fun at the same time? How can I lose weight and have fun while doing it? How can I go to jury duty and have fun? It turns out that English class isn't so bad after all, that raising kids, teens, doesn't have to be so hard, that going to appointments can actually be fun. Cleaning can be fun. Losing weight doesn't have to be hard. What if it's fun and easy? You don't have to go somewhere or do something to obtain fun. Fun is within you right now. It's always there and it's always an option. When was the last time you had fun? Really had fun, like a total blast where you weren't looking at your watch or your smartphone. What were you doing? More importantly, what were you thinking? Remember, it really doesn't matter what the action was, where you were at, or what you were doing, because fun is a feeling, which means that you had thoughts that created that feeling of fun. See if you can go back and dissect that a little bit. See if you can remember what thoughts you were thinking that created that feeling of fun. Now, sometimes it's easier to have thoughts of fun. Like, if we were in Disneyland, I probably wouldn't have to question or think, how can I be in Disneyland and have fun at the same time? You know, I'll be too busy thinking other thoughts like, I love this place. I love that my family is here. I can't wait to have a Dole Whip because those things are so good. It's going to be such a fun day. Before we head into the park, I have already decided it's going to be fun. And it totally is. Now, jury duty, on the other hand, I probably have to practice trying on some thoughts. I have to practice curiosity and discovering how this could be fun for me. I watched a TED Talk recently by Marguerite Dibble, and I'll post the link in the show notes for you if you guys want to see it too, but her address was called The Ingredients of Fun. She talks a lot about the gaming world and the key to creating the most popular and fun games that people want to play. And the most popular ones have these ingredients, but you can totally use these in your day-to-day life. I'm going to touch on just a couple of them to get your mind thinking and pondering ways to find thoughts that can create that fun for you. But you can go back and listen to all of them. She's got several in that TED Talk. It was really entertaining. So the first ingredient is reward. This concept is simple. If you do an action, then you get a reward. If you want to create fun, maybe you want to think of positive rewards for whatever you're doing. And they don't have to be big. In fact, my youngest, the one who values fun a lot, several months ago, like out of nowhere, he started clapping for us and himself at really random times. I think the first time he did it, we were all like gathered around for family night and we had just said a prayer or sung a song or I don't remember what we did, but I just remember we were all sitting together, you know, in our living room and he just starts clapping like not just clapping, like wimpy clapping. This was like standing up, chest out, beaming, like he'd just gone to this amazing concert and was giving this standing ovation type of clapping. And I mean, he would clap for everything. And at first we were like, what is he doing? 
But I tell you what, it was totally fun because it gave you an opportunity to think like, yeah, taking out the garbage is kind of a cool thing. High five to me. Visualize this. If I clean the floor, I get to clap for myself for five seconds. Picture yourself giving that standing ovation. It's kind of funny visualizing that. However you want to reward yourself, it's an easy trick and a quick way to come up with thoughts that will generate fun. Some people argue and say that you shouldn't get rewarded for everything, and I think that this is a misconstrued thought. I think it depends on the reward, and if the reward is clapping, then why not? There's a quote that I love from Elder Uchtdorf where he says, Heavenly Father knows of your successes. Though they may seem small to you, he acknowledges and cherishes each one of them. Each one of them. Even the small ones that we, our human selves, deem small. Think of the creator of the universe, the most powerful, omnipotent being, and yet he notices, acknowledges, and cherishes each one. So you may want to start questioning yourself why you're not allowing yourself to do the same. It might be fun to start. Another key ingredient is challenge. We humans thrive on challenges. It pushes us, stretches us, and helps us to grow. We fall short when we label the challenge as hard or something negative, and then we give up and we don't want to do it after all. But what if the challenge could be fun? You know, Carol Dweck talks a lot about this in her amazing book, Mindset. Highly, highly recommend this book. She says that people with a growth mindset love a challenge. They don't shy away from it. It's fun for them. It's like, ooh, goody, a challenge. And then Marguerite Dibble says that the challenge in the gaming world is called the difficulty curve. She says the difficulty curve optimizes fun by negating the negative emotions of boredom and frustration. Learn to love a challenge. Practice thinking thoughts like challenges can be fun or questions. How can I do this and have fun at the same time? It's amazing what creative answers and solutions you'll come up with. I believe by opening yourself up to those kinds of questions allows for personal revelation. You invite the Holy Ghost to speak to you and give you ideas of how this can be fun. Because when you're having fun, you're in a positive mood. And you're more likely to operate as your best self and show up as such to those around you. In fact, Valerie Strauss from the Washington Post cited that optimal brain activation occurs when we are in positive emotional states. Or when the material holds personal meaning, connects to our interests, is presented with elements of novelty, or evokes wonder. In other words, when you can make what you're doing fun, you're operating at optimum capacity. And why not? How much more enjoyable of a life will you experience if you try and create fun in everything that you do? Think of Mary Poppins. I love Mary. What does she always say? In every job that must be done, there is an element of fun. You find the fun and snap, the job's a game. And then I want to sing it, but I'm not going to. (laughs) Okay, the last thing I want to talk to you about and kind of give you a warning, I guess, with fun, is just to be wary of faux fun. This is a term that I learned from Martha Beck. There's genuine, real fun, and then there's worldly faux fun or fake fun. Faux is F-A-U-X, that faux or fake. 
She says that faux fun helps you ignore problems. Real fun helps you face them. It might seem temporarily fun to play a video game or play on your devices, but they're not going to help you solve the real problem and challenges and trials that are right in front of you. That real fun comes from looking at those challenges and then asking yourself questions, being curious, how can I do this and have fun at the same time? There are tons of movies out nowadays where they show a group of people going out and drinking or doing other things that are questionable. They're laughing and smiling and in the moment they're surrounded by lots of people looking like they're having a good time. But they're pretty quick to leave out or completely skim over the after effects when they're feeling physically terrible, throwing up because our bodies aren't designed for that, when they're being told of all the things they did while under the influence and other things that happened. And that right there, that phrase, under the influence, we need to question that. Whose influence? Yours? No. Would you really have done those things in normal circumstances? Probably not. This is all faux fun, fake fun. Joseph Smith once said that the devil has no power over us only as we permit him. The moment we revolt at anything which comes from God, the devil takes power. So just be wary of what's genuine fun from God and then what's faux fun. What's that worldly fun? What's the fake, seemingly good fun, but it's fake? You know, faux fun might look like making fun of someone or laughing at someone. You know, maybe a lot of people are doing it. They're all laughing. It appears to be fun, but this is faux fun. Be careful of this fake fun. This isn't the merriment that is talked about in the scriptures. You can absolutely always pray and ask for guidance and help finding genuine godly fun. Like I told my son, Heavenly Father always wants to and will help us with our sincerest genuine desires. And if you're having difficulty finding the merriment, the joy, or the fun, then ask. All you have to do is ask. Just remember that your thoughts create fun. Realize that you already have that superpower within you. Fun comes from your thinking. Practice creating and thinking thoughts that create fun. It's totally a skill worth practicing and spending time on. Be curious. Ask yourself questions. Okay, recap. Number one, fun is a feeling. Feelings come from your thoughts. You create the fun. Number two, be curious. Ask yourself lots of questions. How can I do this and have fun at the same time? Number three, add in those key ingredients to create fun. Think of positive rewards, you know, clapping even. Now, remember, I just want to point out that it's not the action that creates the feeling. It's not the clapping that creates the feeling of fun. It's the thoughts that you have. When I do this, I can do this. It's those thoughts that this will be fun. And it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. When you think that this is going to be fun, it totally is fun. And so if that's clapping, if I do the dishes, then I'm going to clap for myself. That standing ovation type clapping, then you're going to create that fun. Okay, the other ingredient to learn is um, to see challenges as that difficulty curve, something to look forward to, to negate boredom and frustration. So not to shy away from it, but something that's going to help us. Number four, to utilize optimum brain activity, create fun for you in every activity that you do. 
And the last one, steer clear of faux fun. Wickedness never was happiness. Okay, friends, friends of all ages, you've got something to look forward to, developing your superpower. I hope you have an amazingly fun week. If it's not fun, then just remember that you're the only one that can change that for you. I'm just going to leave you with this quote by the beloved Dr. Seuss where he says, Today was good. Today was fun. Tomorrow is another one. All right, see you next time. Thanks for listening to Love at Home, the podcast. Check out the show notes for this episode at www.thecatalystcoaching.com. If you loved the show, make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Until next time.